Welcome everybody to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. We're live from Edge HQ. Dave is on the dials. Josh is here. Seizure is here. We don't know why, but he's just here. I'm joined by Carrie, the producer's here. And our guest today is Claire Hooper. Dave, start the music. Let's have a chat. Everybody, Comedy on Edge, the podcast. Claire Hooper, how are you? Pretty well, thank you. Despite a harrowing trip here, it wasn't harrowing. It was a little bit harrowing. What happens is my husband goes and gets his pee plates at the age of 32 and now he needs road time and he's not a confident driver because you wouldn't be if you took up something as difficult as driving at 32. Sydney's not and the best Sydney. place. And yeah. Sydney of all places. And, you know, you need the cockiness of a 17-year-old to really believe that you're not <laughs> going to die. And so we just spend this – it's awful because I just want to take the wheel and he just wants me <laughs> to take the wheel and we both spend – you know, like what was just then 45 minutes in terror, both of us. But did you, it has to be done. Did you teach him to drive? Did I what? Did you teach him to drive? Are you insane? No, <laughs> a man called Eugene did because we understand the limits of our relationship. I, I taught my wife how to drive. De- oh, my God. And it was the most craziest thing. She, I had to stop teaching her because she always knew when to hit the brake. Because I'd be pumping the floor beside her, just pumping yeah. like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you? Do, I totally do that with him. I will. I will. I'm surprised I haven't made a hole in the floor under the passenger seat from like, from like mime breaking. I remember when my mum taught me how to drive, and um, she is the most tolerant, calm um, person in the world. She works with kids with special needs and oh. is really good at internalising panic. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> After I'd Sounds my, good so far. Well, after um, after I'd got my licence and she said, okay, well, we'll just finish off. You have a few professional lessons just to, to brush up. And I, I should say for the record, she's now said that uh, she thinks I'm a very good driver. But, um, yeah, she said, no, um, I think it's the most hideous experience I've ever had as a parent. Everything so, else. So she just calmly endured the driving lessons and then once she'd signed off on you, admitted that it was the most awful thing ever. Pretty much. Yep, yeah, right. Um, which was still better than my stepdad teaching me to drive. I remember coming back from lessons with him and it was, um, we weren't speaking to each other. Because <laughs> I, I was learning on a manual and I remember sitting at an intersection um, in a manual and going, I don't know why, I don't know why it's not working, I don't know why. And you're not getting the friction point right, you're not getting the friction yes. point right with the clutch. And after 10 minutes of these hor- uh, these. Mm people queuing up behind me you're in, you're in fifth you're in fifth uh, ah yeah, yeah well right. that would explain it yeah right yeah. you should know that you're the person that knows how to drive yeah and, and no and uh yeah that's we still can't talk about that it's oh, many years old really <laughs> no i'm serious it's a it, this is the only thing in my family i think we're not allowed to talk about there's a number of good tests of relationships and and i don't just mean like like lady man or sexual relationships. I mean, or you know, like any close relationship. And I reckon teaching another person to drive is one of them. Going on a backpacking holiday is one of them. It's actually okay mm. if you fail them, but it does teach you yeah. that there are limits to how much you love someone. <laughs> and you found that out. My mum loves me more. Oh. Yeah. Well, I had. I remember my dad. We drove up from Melbourne to Sydney, and we got stuck Canberra. Now my dad's been driving for forty years, but the roundabouts threw him and. <laughs> I'm bad with maps, so my job's to navigate. And we're in a screaming contest. He's like, 
tell me to turn. I go, I told you right there. He goes, I can't turn when I've left the corner. And it was my grandfather's oh. in the back. I've never heard my grandfather raise his voice. And he just says, pull over, stop, go and get directions. And he just shouted at both of us because it was just a screaming. Oh. So it's probably a good thing he didn't teach me to drive. I have, um, my stepdad has left-right confusion. Um, so do I. So do really? and, what? I do yeah. too. Yeah, it was the worst thing. I I kind of had my uh, wife because she's like uh, my navigator. If like when we go visit, we visit loads of places over the world. But I tried to tell her I didn't know left from right, and she mm. didn't believe me until we were out traveling one time. <laughs> and uh, she told me like to go right, and there was no right there. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it right. That was my left hand. Gesturing left. Yeah, left sorry. Hand. It's always the same. And it was only then she realized that I just I can't get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people when they're giving me directions and I'm driving. Feel free to point. I don't find it condescending or anything. I genuinely, I do have a bit of difficulty. How, how does it, as somebody for whom left, right has all, it's almost like I was born with it. I don't understand. <laughs> have the scientists explained how people cannot know left and right? I think, uh, for me, I'm dyslexic. Which okay. I, I, think, well, that, that's that's, I think that's probably tied into it somehow. Carrie has an excuse. Yeah, I've, Dave? Dave's I've a Irish very Irish. minor and Dave's Irish. very minor dyslexism. I actually yeah, right. I, things can be written backwards, but I'll still read it correctly. So it's mm-hmm. it's oh, positive. I can do that. See, I remember yeah. as a kid. Like, do you remember? Oh, like, well, you... that sounds like a superpower yeah, rather than a least, disability. Now. Apparently, forty percent of the population um, has dyslexia. It's estimated. Wait, Is no, it forty or zero four percent? Yeah, dyslexia joke, and it took me ages to get it. So I'm. Joke dyslexic. Forty percent forty percent of comedians yeah. don't yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend's dyslexic, and yeah, I'm not allowed to use dyslexic jokes around her. I'll get them all out of your system now, then. Oh, my favourite is, you know, did you hear about the dyslexic who walked into the bra? Uh, well, that's like, isn't it the dyslexic insomniac agnostic who is awake all night wondering if there's a dog? Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> there's the other. Do you remember when the phrase of, like, Austin 316, like, it's a wrestling term, they said, like, at all football matches, you had Austin 3, John 316, Austin, like, everyone 316. The best one was dyslexia 613. Yeah, sweet. Uh, that was great. Anyways. Dyslexia jokes, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, um, Go on. driving, because you come from eastern side of Sydney, right? Or... Oh, I am everywhere, my yeah. friend. Ah. So... You're in Coochie, the suburb, weren't you? Um, yeah, so I, I actually just... don't think this is going to be interesting enough for a podcast, so let me do it quickly. <laughs> I thought I was leaving my job. I let my lease go on the Roselle house. Then I found out from my boss that they weren't actually letting me go. Could have told me a bit sooner, so we had to find a place to live with a dog for two months. We're living on the third floor of a no-pets apartment, <laughs> hiding a dog that's had leg surgery, so we have to carry him <laughs> down the stairs like Whitney Houston in the bodyguard three times a day for wees without anyone seeing. It's the most amazing life, so I I'm in Coogee. No, Clavelli. Clavelli. I'm in Clavelli. But I jogged to Coogee because I'm a solo man. Oh, that's, that's a fair job. That's, was that a fast enough explanation of... Yeah. So I'm in the East now. Oh, that's so East, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. East. Because I always find driving in the East is a slightly more scary experience than the West because they seem... Especially if you're in a small car. Mm-hmm. Um, People with four-wheel drives seem to be quite aggressive. Can we talk about four-wheel drives? Of course. Because yes. I know some people that drive them. Ah. And right? do they go off-roading in the countryside? No, they farms? don't. Oh, actually, no. no, I do. Because, see, my dad drives one and he's mad for some off-roading. Mm. He legitimate and he, he owns a garden centre and it's in a semi-rural yeah. place, blah, blah, blah. I have no... And, and it's not black. Okay. <laughs> but I do know, like, a, 
uh, a friend's wife drives a black four-wheel drive. So I cannot go to town on black four-wheel drives. But can I say, imagine a Venn diagram and in one of it there is drivers who drive a black four-wheel drive and in the other big circle there is people who are complete assholes on the road and never let you in but expect to get in whenever they want to and tailgate you like you're not going fast enough at 5Ks above the speed limit when you're on like Edgecliff Road, you asshole. So, <laughs> now those two, those two circles, there is just a lot of fucking crossover. crossover. That's all I'm saying. That's eastern suburbs. And it's oh, just, man. it's so eastern suburbs. It's, and it's like. It's 2026, this most expensive suburb in Australia, and it's all how they express themselves. I'm driving a big car. I know, and it's, I reckon that these people might be actually perfectly humble and sweet in real life, and they step into that car, and there's something about that elevation above the rest of the people, and the fact that they've got the coolest colour of car, and the fact that they can pretend that they're like chauffeuring around a celebrity. It's just they look at everyone else and go, "You are less than me." Well, I'm, you know, it's horrible. I, 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 I cycle around Sydney a lot. I used to live in Bondi, but uh, I don't like. You know, cyclists hate bus drivers and taxi drivers, but it's a mutual hatred. Yes. The thing that <laughs> frightens me the most is soccer moms in their SUV cars. Because they don't see you. Uh, they just pull out. They just yeah. pull out and they like, and they say, "Oh, what was that? That was a bump." And you know, six months later, that they find you. Was, it was me on my bike, fella. Yeah, so you find your like necrotic arm in the wheel arch. Like six months later, <laughs> finally, you know, oh, that's what that was. Wow, that's, so that's how you lost the rest of your peloton you were riding that day. <laughs> See, I found when I was, um, I, I used to live in this little place in Newtown, and it was a horrible, dank, damp, little old terrace place, which looked really charming at the inspection. But gotcha. It was, uh, it's a, it was in a two-way street um, with enough, uh, with parking on each side yeah. and enough room for one yeah, car to the kind old, of squeeze. Yeah, I know. Hmm. So It's fully Newtown, what you're describing. Yeah. And I, I was living there quite happily um, when I first moved out of home, and you learn the very polite sort of etiquette of Newtown Road mm-hmm. there, where you can quite legitimately have to reverse up three blocks of traffic. And yes. You did that expertly today, actually, Carrie. You <laughs> yes, were, I did. Was, that was pretty impressive. Well, you get used to it because you come to a head with someone else who's just turned in and hasn't seen you and you're both sitting there and doing mm-hmm. this very polite standoff of, oh, do you want to go backwards? Oh, no, you can't. Oh, I'll, don't worry, I'll go back. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's and you reverse three potentially blocks. potentially a really beautiful encounter. It like is. you can actually come away from one of those little negotiations feeling like everybody in the world is nice. And you get a little thank you wave at yes. the end and then there's well, the acknowledgement yes. of the thank you wave most of the time. Yeah. And... Don't get thank you waves from those black wheel, no. four-wheel drives, do you? Sorry, Karen. Never, never. And then my brother lives in the east, so if I go and visit him, it's just this continuum of, oh, pleasant driving, pleasant driving, a little bit trafficy, but tra- pleasant driving into the CBD. Ooh, getting a bit nasty now. A bit confusing. Mm, it's a bit busy. And then into the And then you pull out of the outside, you come out of the tunnel and almost immediately you it's, sense the difference yeah. <laughs> in the character of the drivers. I'm, w- I'm fully with you. Mm. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad that there's someone else who has experienced this no, phenomenon. Totally. Fantastic. That legitimises yeah, I, all my prejudices. <laughs> I actually remember the day we moved from Roselle to uh, Clavelli by um, transporting our stuff in several car loads because <laughs> we're just, yeah, just doing it the most efficient way possible. So three times I went from Roselle through the tunnel to Clavelli. Mm-hmm. And every one of those times I felt that. Mm. I felt the difference. 
from the kind of, I don't know, just the give and take of the West <laughs> to this just, yeah, take. you pull out of the tunnel and everyone's just like changing lanes furiously. Mm. Well, they do, yeah. they do make six lanes go into three very fast. And, yes, they do. And then, but, you know, which is fair enough, but it's just the, I used to do that every night going home and he just people says and I'm driving in now I indicated so I told you I was driving in and I was mm. like I thought indication was I a would re- like a to request. a request no 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 no. now it's I, an order it's yeah. uh, you know yeah. anyway there you go so. Sid- <laughs> and Sydney's Sydney's so the well I'm used to Melbourne but hey I, do, I just think the thing is with Melbourne you're so used to being held up behind trams that nobody can get too competitive yeah. I found um, I drove down to a comedy festival this year. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a road trip so that I could bring with me all my crap. And um, it, we arrived in um, Melbourne. Sorry. Uh, we arrived in Melbourne probably going on 6.30 or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is after about 12 hours of driving. 6.30 is a bad time to drive into Melbourne. <laughs> especially in a weekday when the person who you're staying with has forgotten that you're staying with them and says... Oh, actually, I'm going to be at the venue until 3 a.m. Oh, um, do you feel like hanging out until then? No, no, I don't. I want to collapse oh. somewhere. Maybe have a shower, but not necessarily. I might just want to fall over. And Melbourne was so simple to drive in. Everyone I know has always freaked out about that. But um, kind of going, I did my first hook turn at quarter to seven yeah. in the middle of the Those, CBD. They're oh. easy enough to do. They are the stupidest thing ever. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, like, I understand that they're for safety, but I, they are actually are silly. They're silly. Carrie, this is on the record because this is on the podcast. Probably, edit, <laughs> probably edit it out. But if you ever get stuck in Melbourne again, I've got a spare room. I'll make sure it's always free for you. Okay, you can always stay at my house and shower in my shower. It's oh. a space shower. A space. Yeah, What's it's a space got a shower? radio in it. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. And no, this is pretty amazing. <laughs> no, that's, that's and within um, the first week of living there, the electrician came out to check things and said, disconnect that immediately and never plug it in again. <laughs> and we went, all right then, what a shame. Because it was definitely one of the selling places, points in the house. You, you know, really right? had me, like, it's like a space shower going. Yeah. Here's, all right, one, two, three of the things that were awesome about that house. One, plum trees out the back. Two, space shower with a radio in it. Three, had a B-day. Have we ever eaten a plum or used the B-day <laughs> or the space shower? No, we haven't. Aww. But you can. Aww. Yep. Are you inviting us to sort of test if the electrician was right? Oh, I'm not, no, I'm not going to. I'm I never going to plug that in. I was planning to if you need someone. Please don't. <laughs> Bring your own Havianas. You know, just, they conduct the electricity through it. Look, if you anyone don't know is how electricity work works, do you? You don't know how electricity works, do you? No, neither do you, Dave. Uh, I think he's got a bit of an idea. He plugged the cords with in. Rubber with rubber. It's pigeons. Pigeons with rubber. Feet. Hey, I got a degree in electrical engineering. After all that, I'll have you know. Did you? In yes. And he doesn't know his left and rights. <laughs> well, I would love. Don't to need to know left and right. It's just uh, I, yeah, just, I didn't just, know that was part you of just electricity. Lick, yeah, you just lick the top of the battery to see which one is positive, which one's negative. That's easy. But then, how do you like? Do you know? Do you write Eleanor? Oh, which one was it again? Oh, lick it again. Like, I thought you'd just be stuck on licking batteries for like the first year of your degree. No, that's yeah. just what first years do when they're really drunk in the engineering department, isn't it? Which is licking battery. That's yeah. what I assume they do. What's wrong with that? What did you do in uni? Did you study or something? I did arts. <laughs> If this was commercial radio, this this sentence I'm about to say would lead somewhere bad, but I don't think I've ever licked a battery. <laughs> you're missing out. No, yeah. you're not. You're really not. Is it? What does it do? Does it, it go? You. Just it goes, yeah, it gives you a ting. That's you it. Know, you got like a metallic like operation. taste. You know? No. Could you, it's I'm, like operation. I'm How joking. much does it hurt? There's, a, Could, there's an urban myth 
we were discussing this earlier, an urban myth that if you lick a, a nine volt battery, it can kill you. But it can't? No, it can't. What if you do a pacemaker? That's a different thing. So it can't? No, it's not that. It's busted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to find someone with a pacemaker. Anyway. Okay, okay, let's find someone with a pacemaker. Say, oh, now it is going on commercial radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Carl Sandlands is our producer. Yeah. And he's going to want us to yeah. lick, a, lick a battery for cash. Well, you're, you, Does you're, he have it, a pacemaker? Oh, we could only hope. Well, the amount of stuff he drinks, he probably will have. Like, Kyle Sandlands drinks like something like 40 cups of coffee a day, nine litres of Coke, and That's smokes two possible. packets of cigarettes. That's not possible. I've, see, I've got to hope he does, because it's yeah. like, you can't live that life. I can't, I can't believe that anyone could fit that volume of liquid into their bodies. That's that. No. He'd, he'd just be... It must be true. I read it in the Daily Telegraph. I did read that there was. It was an alarming number, yeah, but like I don't know if it was forty. But it was. It, it was, was something like stupid. Like it was. Yeah, it was. It was liters of coke and yeah. liters of coffee, and um, oh. yeah. And oh smoking well. Too on top of it. Good. Good for him. Yeah. Good for you. Good on you, fella. Now, Claire, you've made. Yes. The, you're, you're, you're not going to be on radio. You're taking a hiatus. Oh, I hope it's not a hope. I hope it's the end forever's because I wasn't suited to it It at all. Um, And I spent, so I signed a two-year contract, which at the time I thought that could be a long time if this doesn't work out. (laughs) And then, right, I spent the first six months going, you know what? It'll probably take six months for me to really kind of get a feel for it and work out what's going on. And at the end of the six months, I was like, I still feel just as not at home here as when I started and then from that point, from the point of realising that I probably wasn't going to, probably wasn't going to adapt, probably wasn't going to fall in love with it. I never fell in love with it Mm. and from the point where I realised I wasn't going to, it was then 18 months of liking it a little less every single day. And the problem is I'm just a really, I'm a spoilt little child who's never had to do something that they didn't like for this long before. So it's driven me crazy. That's tough, though. I think you said you get up 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I get so my alarm goes off at 10 to 4. I can't guarantee I will get up then, but I try and get in before 5. Admittedly, because I'm winding up, I'm in the last few weeks, I've been getting in at 5.30, mm. um, but that's, which is that's, pretty late. That's a, but that's an early start. I can't, it's still an early I can't start. imagine anyone, you know, if it, you know, during regular hours it might be different or something. Or... Yeah, yeah. I reckon it, like, it adds to the sense of, being trapped and frustrated when you're a little tired. You know, when it's at that weird time of the day, it only mm. compounds whatever mental issues you're having. And I just, <laughs> I wasn't suited to it. I, brought... I, um, I had a job recently, yeah. which I don't think is probably anywhere near as, as bad as um, your experience. But I remember I would be sitting uh, driving on the way to work and... It, as and you I, would imagine pulling over and driving into a telephone pole? Did you? Do, oh, sorry, I'm yes. jumping ahead. You did, did <laughs> yes. you? Yes. Well, no, except I so mine many was like a... crashing the car fantasies. Go on. Mine, mine was. Well, there are so many big trucks driving along, <gasps> driving oh. terribly well. So you know, if I just nudged a corner of it, not so I would do myself terrible injury, but you know, my car is comprehensively insured, and well, I mean, that might get me out of work for at least the morning, right? Maybe the afternoon if it was serious enough. I'm so with you. So. That was the worst time. That was that was those were the worst periods when I'd go through it when I'd be driving home just dreaming mm. about like like wishing I had the expertise in my car to crash it so that I hurt myself enough to take a couple of weeks off but nothing lasting. Mm. And but that was I mean like that's what stopped me essentially. I didn't want to, I wanted to make it to the end of the contract and then live a life 
after hell. <laughs> you know, that was what kept me going, but I just so wanted to. I you was didn't like, want your premium to go up either. Oh, I remember there, I found this really old takeaway that had prawns in it that was like really like oh, really old oh. in the back of the fridge and I, this is because this is during the really bad period and my husband's like that's gonna make you sick and I was like I don't care I think I was actually crying <laughs> eating old takeaway hoping that I would get sick but god damn it I've got the constitution of an ox and it didn't do anything to me See, do you know I you can take stress leave like you know and I really um I don't know why I never did yeah like, and it, but I guess because I I don't know because yeah. it didn't seem like a legitimate enough excuse, and yet it if would have just. You want to drive your car? I think that's. I think that's a trick. Yeah. Point. See, no one told think... me that that was a bad thing to be thinking if I was oh. working at a particular you job. Know I was coming home and burning things in the backyard. <laughs> like I'd just walk in the front door and I'd go and find some things to burn and I'd burn them. Like I just I went through. Like I was saying to Carrie earlier before mm. the mics were on that I found that I went through different psychological games. Mm. And there was there were a few weeks there where the game was burn things with the mixed letterhead on them. So get gather sticks and twigs and then put things from the office on the fire and burn them and stare at it. And then I would I would walk back into the house smelling slightly of smoke but with a more serene aura <laughs> so that I would not drive my husband away. I was sort of, I think what you just told me. I reckon if you had have told your boss, they probably would have cancelled a pass. Maybe you would have got out a bit early, got some free counselling, a bit of I just, oh, free jacket. Oh, no, I, strange, I, but, you know. I know. I try. Look, I really, I mean, I, I don't know how confidential I'm meant to be, but I did begin the discussion early in the year. I said, look, I'm trying to do a really good job here, but I'm so poorly suited that I'm not really managing it very well. And... Um, how about you start investing in a new team? Because you know I won't sign on at the end of the year. Why don't you start investing in a new team? And they were like, that's a great idea. We'll get you out in a few weeks. And then it took – it just never happened. And <laughs> and I slowly went insane. I, what were you going to say, Carrie? Oh, um, I remember. I think I was listening to um, – it would have been James Valentine – uh, on the radio, and uh, a few months back, uh, they cancelled. They they redid the um, work cover um, legislation yep. so that you weren't covered if you were on travelling to or from work. Normally, you would be covered yeah. if you had an accident. And oh. I remember getting home from listening to that, or it might have been Richard Glover in the afternoon. So you know, if you injure yourself on your way to work, hmm. you, you don't get. So you weren't listening to me on the radio. Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It I might only have radio. No, she said. She said on the way home. On the way yeah, home. You, are, you no, no. It sounds it? sounds like Carrie's dial might not be set to mix one hundred six five. I have three presets in my car. It's um, Radio National, News Radio, and Seven O Two. I'm so with you. I'm on Radio National all the way, baby. <laughs> yeah. But um, either James Valentine or Richard Glover was talking about these changes to to work cover, and I remember getting home and sitting in the car and just crying a little, going. Even if I get into an accident on the way to work, and you now, now it, just, it can't happen anymore, then I would just be reliant on. Are you still in that job? No, 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 okay. she's not. Thankfully, that's and why everyone... you're wearing colours again. Oh, I used to. I knew. You used was... to only wear black when you were working there, and I yeah. knew it had got to a particularly bad point when I looked down at myself at work and realised. I'm wearing not a single item of clothing that doesn't have a ruffle, a bow, or some sort of foofery. Oh, now that's it. another sign of insanity in a woman, isn't it? I, like burning fires or wearing too many bows. <laughs> I like bows. Oh. Like they, there were no polka dots. There were there were no bits of ribbon. There was there was nothing. There was there was just ah, uh, I'm wearing my jeans and my oh. old t-shirt, and this is what I would turn up to if I was uh, prepping a gig. 
and I was actually doing manual labour. That's that's not what I wear. I'm chronically overdressed for everything. That, you poor of... love. Oh, well, Carrie in jeans. It just makes your heart break, <laughs> doesn't it? Can you can you picture it? Were you worried? Because she was asking you earlier about how, how to you order get jeans, jeans on, on eBay. eBay. <laughs> Don't do it, Carrie. No, Don't... well, that's been the great thing because in the last two weeks, um, I quit my job and then just decided, you know what, I'm going to have a holiday. I haven't had a holiday in about two three years. This is fantastic. I'm going to burn my savings down to the ground and do casual work and it'll be great. And um, part of that has been I've gone through my wardrobe and I've just culled out. I don't have a pair of jeans anymore. So, but you have happiness. You get up I, in the I've morning. got an inner glow that only comes from unemployment. Oh, I'm going to have that, um, that inner glow in a week and in I'm week. pretty giddy with it. See, see my me, husband like... said, what's wrong with you at the moment? You've gone weird and it's just... <laughs> That it's happiness happy. is coming. Happy. Yeah, that's right. It's been how long? It's been two years since he's seen the, oh. yeah, the happy man. Remember, um, I should say. When Are you I trying say, to wind up this podcast? No, so no, Carrie and I talked no, too no, long no, about no, jeans and I'm, bad jobs. I'm just, just a little scarred, like the revelations. I feel like <laughs> I'm just like you know, burning things, driving into war. Because oh. like I've got like I've got a job. I've got a three day a week job that supplements my comedy. Um, any yeah. so sorry, I'm laughing because it was three days, and I just yeah. was jealous, and it turned into a score. It, uh, I, I no, snorted. No, no, that's okay. That's but okay. it's just because I'm jealous of you. No, that's but like my job, it's not. It's um, it's not rocket science. I'm, there's a lot of photocopying, a lot of errands, and I don't like. I don't like it. The people are they're lovely. You're people. Joan Holloway, aren't you? I, that's a Mad Men reference. Yeah, no. I, you're, the, you're the hot redhead with the big tits who does the photocopying. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's me. Guilty. I wish. Okay. No. But the whole thing is like... Wait, what? <laughs> Can you edit that, that, that out? Seizure. That didn't yeah. work at all in any way. <laughs> no, that's it. Breaking Bad's my show. Okay, sure. Sorry, no, but there isn't really that much photocopying in Breaking no. Bad, so yeah, it's no, hard to make true. a Not reference. yet. You have, oh, clearly hey. yeah. the next season. Oh, that, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for me, like, I don't, like, I get frustrated because, like, you know, like, you have a really good gig on a Monday night and then the next day you're at work stuffing envelopes. It gets quite frustrating. Yes. But I take my frustration to Twitter. Like I put my Twitter, like, you know, mm. what I would like to do, you know, and that, that's how I get rid of my anger. I don't burn anything. And- oh, I end up playing yeah. games because uh, I've had um, a couple of particularly scarring jobs. And I, I should also say that when I say I'm unemployed at the moment, it means that I'm actually working on... Oh, five, uh, five yeah! I happen projects. to know that you're working yeah. really hard, oh, yeah. but it's all it's all self um, it, regulated work. What, yeah, what's yeah. the word? Self employed. Yeah, self- sure. Yeah. Um, hubbies, you did, you're making your rules, is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it doesn't state. feel as though I'm under the the finger of the man or whatever it is. I hate the man. Don't you? <laughs> you know what? Edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I'm got, using that veto. I think now. we uh, got the show title. Under the finger of the man. The thumb. I don't know. I don't do well with pop culture reference. Really. It was crude. It's Siege just was going. Seizure's mind went to the gutter. Straight to the gutter. That's always in there. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> another one. I, I would play these um, terrible games uh, at work where I had one job where um, my boss would count the number of times each of us went to the bathroom. But it was such a mind-numbingly bad job that... Um, the only legitimate time to, to leave your desk was to go and make a tea or go to go to, to the, the bathroom. So I would just be constantly, oh, no, I'm making a tea. I'm making a coffee. Oh, I better get a biscuit. And I put on five kilos. And for anyone who doesn't know me, I, I'm not I'm not large. She's I'm elfin. <laughs> She's petite. And So five kilos, that's like, what, a third of your body weight-ish? <laughs> Very um, kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not far off. Yes. It wouldn't be far yeah, off. No, yeah. 
Um, but I, I put on all, and it was just from biscuits, apparently. <laughs> and and I would do these things. I would have to send around these stupid little reminders for whether or not we should be ordering stationery for one of my jobs. This is early out of mm. uni. And then as soon as I ended up having too much fun with them, I would get in trouble. <laughs> so when I started sending out the stationery reminder order in uh, rhyming couplets, big no-no, apparently. Everyone else in the office didn't mind it. They thought it was quite nice because they... Thought it was a stupid job. Well, to it's a make break from the tedium, isn't it? Not to that read around. Do you need pens? Let's talk mm. about biscuits, <laughs> because what a what a tragic little thing the family assorted packet is. Oh, that's and yet what we it's had to just eat. your lifeline, isn't it? Mm. You know, like you know, because biscuits. People think they like biscuits. Biscuits no, aren't actually not that great. good. Oh, biscuits so I'm, no, are I'm just disagree. No. no, the milk arrowroot. I think is oh. Wait, this sounds like a stoner conversation right here. No, yeah, let me tell you about biscuits, man. No, yeah. no, biscuits. If you are looking, if you are looking at a biscuit and going, "Oh, a biscuit," then it means you're in a shitty job and you need to leave. Right? <laughs> it, it's because a biscuit is only good by comparison to doing a job. The tedium of the rest of your day. You if you looked at a biscuit in isolation, you'll be like, what a shitty little thing that is. I wouldn't bother with, I'd need to drink a glass of water to get through that bullshit little dry biscuit. But when you're at work, like that's how you know you're in the mm. bad job. Because you because you look at that one, even the one with the orange cream, and you're like, oh, how exciting, my day's better. And that's terrible. Well, that's if, you're, like, if you're loving biscuits, So that's the similarity between work and being stoned. It's biscuits. It's just like, Oh man, this is so you this like is biscuits when you're high, but when you're straight, oh, right. yeah. yeah. What about macarons? I like Zorro's right. macarons. Do you? Yeah. Do you like the bacon flavored ones? Did you ever taste I've had those the bacon one and the eucalyptus? Oh, I'd have eucalyptus the eucalyptus. eucalyptus. I'd fully do that. The wasabi, wasabi's a bit too spicy for me, yep. but yeah, yeah, it's I don't pussy. Mind. No, yeah. oh, it's, I'm, just, I'm not a spice boy. No, that's fine. No. I grew up in Tasmania. We didn't have spice. Yeah, it was, <laughs> we got our first Thai restaurant in 1997. I grew up in Perth, so I'm, oh. I'm with you on the you know, spices are a whole new world. It's funny. Sorry, now now that you've mentioned Perth, the um, the other person, uh, Laura Davis, came over for the yes. Fringe Festival. Sweet uh, girl. Recently. She was staying with me. Okay. And that was probably the, the most fun two weeks I've ever had a house guest. It was fantastic. And it was disturbing. The first time I went and saw one of her gigs while she was in Sydney, she started in with this story about how she had a horrible job. And um, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this or if it's covering someone else's material. But she she was saying, you know, it's that time when you know that you're driving along um, the road and you just sort of go over a bridge and think about, well, maybe I should veer off into the water. Oh. And, and I just thought, oh, oh no, this huh. is... This is this is what I hang on. She's going to think that I'm copying her, but I'm not. It's just I've had that exact same thought, except with a truck. Oh. This is the darkest podcast we've had so far. I know. But we're so cheery. Yeah. <laughs> we're so cheery and the friendly. Variety of ways to kind of somehow get out of work by almost not by well, just knowing how much to have an accident. <laughs> just My, the right amount. How much accident See, got, to I've have? Got some excuses like to get out of work. Like the one that I I've used it twice in my current job. Is if you want a day off, you just ring up the boss at nine oh five. At about nine oh five, you go. I just got to like. Sorry, I'm at Town Hall Station. I just got a call from the plumber. Hot water cylinders exploded. I've got to go and let him in. There's water everywhere. That See, gets you a day off. Work. You can lie, and I can't lie. You can't lie. And I also, no. I can't. No, you know, you know what they did. They um, they have scientifically proven that some people just 
can't lie. You I know, like bright red if I lie. Like yeah. it just, just it doesn't. starts at my neck and then just I'm beetroot coloured within mm. about ten seconds. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a liar. Oh. Um, having said that, I do bend the truth on stage because mm. I've been had it drummed into me that as a stand-up you absolutely must because <laughs> because your duty is to entertainment and not. To the truth, but I still pretty much stick to the truth. Yeah, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Well, you know what? I'd rather the story was a little bit shit and mundane, and you had an affection for it, than the story was fully dramatic and you didn't have that connection to oh, the real Then you'd real love truth my material. It. It's very mundane, and very. It doesn't get anywhere. That is true. Yeah, I've got, got, yeah. yeah. got passion. I've yeah, got, got passion. But you've got passion for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where? All right, where was I? I've taken over again. No, it's um, no, truly, where were we a second before yeah, I was about talking lying, about the lying. truth? Before we were on the truth, lying. Oh yeah, you were talking about yeah, excuses, so out, I can't yeah. lie. But okay, so again, I know this isn't like don't do stand up material, but I've said this on stage, but this is true. I um I kept for months. Um, uh, it was actually written on a card. And it was an excuse, like an excuse that you would give when you called up into work. Mm. And there was something really delightful about looking at it before I went to sleep. And when I woke up in the morning, the alarm would go off and it'd be early and it'd be dark and depressing and I'd be depressed for a moment and, as, and when I turned the light on, I would look at that excuse. And it would just be that, like I never was going to use it, but it would be that moment of just going, yeah, because <laughs> I could. But I would never have the balls to do it. And it was just my excuse was, I'm not coming in today, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the best thing to look at ever. Made me feel warm and cosy. Of course, and I would never do that. I would never. No. I would never. Because the thing is, when you call in sick, you're dumping yeah, you're everything right. you're meant to do on somebody else. Mm. Yeah, I do so. feel guilty with the sick days, like, especially if I know something's got to be done. But another, if you can't lie, another one I came up with. Yeah, please get a friend to ring in and say, "Oh, That's your grandfather's in hospital." Oh. You don't know. You just tell him, surprise me, a relative is sick. They ring in for you and See, you I, take the call. I've got to go. I ended up getting a call while I was at oh, work. Yeah. Um, I'll my, make the call for you, Claire. Have you, have you finished? I can uh, call tomorrow. My, yeah, get up at 3 o'clock. <laughs> my grandfather's already dead. What? <laughs> He's come back. The what? I'm more concerning <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I the one thing that I realised where my work was just a bad place was um, I got a call. My um, my kitten uh, at the time had been in an accident and she'd broken her leg, and I had to go and uh, oh, there was uh, when you have an animal that's injured itself, there's a lot of running around and you have to. Yeah, it, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've I've been carrying. The Whitney Houston dog up yeah, and down the, down the stairs. stairs. Yeah, exactly. So, it, and this is the second time that it had happened to my cat because she was um, very accident prone and um, adventurous to the point where she, the first time she broke her leg in the middle of a thunderstorm at 11 o'clock at night, doped up on kitty morphine, she managed to claw her way across me out of her cage, her rest cage, and jump off the first floor balcony of my terrace house into the night and I couldn't find her for a good six hours. She needed more morphine. (laughs) Yeah, does she not like her job, man? (laughs) So I got this call the second time she did it. Well, I got this the call the second time. Um, this is I used to have two cats. I now have one cat, unfortunately. But I got the call saying, No, well this is what needs to happen and why my work wouldn't let me leave. They wouldn't let me leave to take my cat from one vet to another cat and 
and this day yeah. and and you don't know at that point you're always yeah. in you're in shock and it's terrible and so you're kind of just relying on the cues from other people to work out what's an appropriate response a lot of the time and when you have someone saying no look um look that's a bit unreasonable actually uh i think you should be staying here we can't have this kind of thing going on yeah, it was so, a, it was a nicer version of that sort I of but not I no i understand i yeah i understand but yeah you would yeah i mean what... you that person obviously mm. just cuz you you know they they're there to give you some guidelines and and show you how to do your job and i think that you were brought into their life to teach them some compassion and if that has to be done with a swift kick to the ass and a slam of their door then that's how it has to be done he likes two and a half men oh i'm dying talking about it today and i just went very quiet because the thing is so do a lot of people Mm. i know i'm in the wrong no but i cannot bear that show you're just in the minority doesn't mean you're in the wrong does it minority doesn't mean wrong thank you From the minority in the room. <laughs> See, I actually, so my, my real boss who was there when I started, I really liked him. He was great. And gradually, everyone got worn down. And by the time I left that job, there was, I think, four people left who were the, the same as when I started there. And this was not a small workplace. It was reasonably sized. Yeah. Um, and after my boss left, it was just a matter of, oh, oh I don't know if I can do this. Oh, it's amazing how quickly you get sick once you. It's just a terrible workplace, and you. I would just have migraines, or I would be oh, God. flu. Or yeah. why didn't I ever get migraines? <laughs> why am I so sturdy and healthy? Oh, it's, you poor thing! It's, hey, it's was kind it, of been like we've we've had you two. You're, you're sitting on the couch, well, and it's sort of getting. Claire have had a little therapy session. We've, we've, we've actually called in some emergency psychiatrists. Yeah. They're outside waiting in special vans. Yeah. Thank you for all the listeners out there, both Carrie and Claire. They are in good spirits. They are in good health. Carrie is job hunting. So if you're a nice employer <laughs> who give people time off to look after a cat, then you just Carrie's a great. She's hey, a great my employee. my Dixie. Dixie, who is my one remaining cat, is the most sensible and sweet cat in the world. At your she... peak, how many cats did you have? Only two. Only two. Okay. Only two. My mum had remaining. five. Oh. Um, my mum had the peak of my family's pets has been two donkeys, two dogs, and five cats. I think. Yeah. My mum think... likes strays. Do you think like your issues with work come from the lack of donkey in your life now? You, you know, you're just you're missing your donkey subconsciously, so you just can't find contentment in the workplace. They're very sociable and active creatures. They're they're extremely intelligent. You can't just have one donkey. But, see, technically, I think um, that's actually a cross between uh, a, a donkey a horse and, and a donkey. donkey. Is oh. what an ass, an ass is. Yeah. An ass. An ass. I yeah. Thought, I thought yeah so, all, right, all right. In the room, who spells ass? A R S E. Who spells it with an A S S? It depends uh, what context. With an R. I'm with an R. Carrie's with an R. I'm with an R. Because we're radio national. With listeners. an R. In- <laughs> I'm not with an R. You with an R. Yeah. I'm with an R, but if it's on Twitter, I go with an ass S because it's international and less less characters. Yeah, Twitter's going to ruin. You know what? Grammar's fewer ca- gone. Twitter's fewer characters. It. Fewer characters. Mm. Yeah, that's right. One less letter. And also, you know, you're speaking to, I mean, there's so many Americans that want to read and laugh at your jokes. Mm. And you must. Americans can read now? Mm. Sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> Only on the East Coast. No, Obama won, so they must have. <laughs> well, they will in 15 years' time yeah, when you know, school programs invested. come through. Yeah. Well, they, ma- they manage Obama. It's, it's easier to write. Do they have to write in or do they just punch a card still? 
Um, uh, I believe it does depend on the state. I know that the one the voting machines that they were having issues with were computerized touchscreens. Mm. Do you know Florida? that Mitt Romney own? There's one state. I think it's Florida. Mitt Romney owns the company that owns the voting machines. Yeah, that's not sus at all, is it? Yeah, that's and he's still lost. He can't even rig an election. How can he run a country? George Bush, you can give him all the crap in the world. He managed to make an election. I don't know if it was him. I think it may have been some smarter people working for him. He didn't even come close. He didn't even come close. Who did? Romney. Romney. Yeah, no, he didn't. Well, don't you think? He should have bought more machines. Obama got 52. Mm. And that is a resounding victory in America, isn't it? For, like, even though it sounds awfully close. But their close. electoral college, yeah. Cause yeah. It's all screwed up. It doesn't make any sense to anybody. No. Mm. I still don't understand the American... That's a separate podcast. I think it is another yeah, podcast. I think, I think that's a... And, I, and like I've watched to all the offside seven seasons soccer. of West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should come with an insert for the DVDs. What, the electoral? Yeah. Yeah, it really should, shouldn't it? There's a marketing, there's a marketing scheme for you. Well, this therapy session, thank you guys so much for coming along. Claire, you're moving to Melbourne. How can people in Sydney find out about you? Facebook, Twitter? No, no. no. Um, <laughs> Official website? Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's essentially, it's what, it's what you call a bookmark in the internet. So you can put my name, clairehooper.com, and a picture of me will come up. And there will be very little more to gain <laughs> than that. But I tell you what, it's a great picture. Any festivals? Um, <laughs> I yeah. So I will be doing the festivals. I'll be around. Um, I'll be around early 2013. I will be coming back to Sydney a lot. And you know what? I said no to Facebook, but I know that somewhere somebody's. Yeah, there is a. Somewhat, my management have a Facebook. You have to forgive me. I realise that I'm bucking the trend, but there's just something about inviting all of those extra voices into your life when you're already burning things in the backyard. Yeah. I don't need it. Maybe, maybe when I get clear of the radio, give me a few months <laughs> and I might actually want to talk to the world again. Fair enough. So any psychiatrists, actually, any psychiatrists no, out there that want to contact us, <laughs> info at comedyonedge.com. We'll pass on details to Claire and spirits. Carrie. I think Comedy on Edge actually lives up to its name. After yeah, this year we're, we're on Edge, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much for Claire Cover. If you want to, Carrie's on Twitter, at wit underscore large. Anyone out there wants to tweet us some advice, Seizure's on Twitter, at I am underscore seizure. No, no I am seizure. Yeah. Dave is on Twitter, at Dave Kishan. That's smart to the that's, point. That's some letters there, all, all blurred together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dave <laughs> Kishan, K-E-E-S-H-A-N. How else do you spell no, it? No, that's great. <laughs> wow, that was some attitude. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough, and, I gave him some. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, at M underscore W underscore O-H, as is Comedy on Edge, at Comedy on Edge. So, guys, thank you so much for coming along. It's been very cathartic, that's for sure. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening on iTunes, give us five stars. It costs you nothing. Thank you. Have a good week. Yeah.